Hello, everybody, and welcome to 12 Bar News. Tonight, I am your host, the bravest of badgers, and that is because I am all alone. I am by myself, and I think that Jeff is here somewhere, but he is probably making tea because he's not here yet. So, I am going rogue. That means nobody can stop me, and you guys have to listen. Later on tonight, I'm going to answer some calls from our fans. But first, let's start off with the music news segment I like to call... What's happening? Matt Schultz, the lead singer of the American alternative rock band Cage the Elephant, was arrested this week in New York City on gun charges. Apparently, someone narked on him while he was staying in the hotel room, and police arrested the singer after finding two loaded and unlicensed firearms in his hotel room. He was booked for felony criminal possession of a firearm. So I remember when the first hit of theirs came out, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, in 2008, I think. And it was pretty catchy. I thought it was pretty well done for a radio rock song. I haven't really followed the band since, but that hasn't hurt their success. The band from Kentucky has won two Grammy Awards for Best Rock Album, once in 2017 and again in 2020. And even though Schultz is in some trouble and he seems to have his back against the wall at the moment, I'm sure he is uh, ready to let go of this bad cigarette daydream. He shouldn't let a plea deal go in one ear if he's ready to let it go of this cold, cold, cold jail cell. He should take it or leave it before the broken boy is skin and bones. Those are all Cage the Elephant songs, so you're welcome. Next, let's move on to The Smile, the side project of Radiohead members Tom York and Johnny Greenwood and jazz drummer Tom Skinner. They performed a Tiny Desk concert for NPR Music last week, and it was released. The bands played three songs off their debut album, A Light for Attracting Attention, in a stripped-down live format. The band was accompanied by Robert Stillman on saxophone, which complemented York's piano and bass and Greenwood's guitar style nicely. I would definitely recommend listening to this concert with headphones or through nice speakers because it's mixed beautifully and the interesting and subtle low-end elements will be lost with like phone speakers or computer speakers. Johnny Greenwood shows off his amazing guitar prowess, especially on the last track of the set, Skirting on the Surface, while York provides the perfect counterpoint on this bass line and he sings his in his like crooning signature style the whole time through this side project came out of the pandemic and their music is produced by longtime radiohead producer nigel godrick who has produced all their albums since okay computer back in 1997 the band put out a live album back in december of 2022 called live at montrove jazz festival july 2022 and i would recommend checking out all their releases if you're a fan of radiohead it's good music, but don't tell Darsh I said that. On to Saturn News. Founding member and drummer of Modest Mouse, Jeremiah Green, passed away on New Year's Eve 2022. Earlier this month, the band put out a statement on Green's diagnosis of stage 4 cancer and his ongoing treatment. Sadly, Green passed away peacefully in his sleep, and he'll be remembered as one of indie rock's best drummers with his unique style, and he made Stylist Magazine's 50 Best Drummers list back in 2007, and he was ranked number 37, which is not too shabby. 
Green played on all of Modest Mouse albums except for their biggest hit in 2004's Good News for People Who Love Bad News. Green had quit the band due to some mental health issues in 2003. He rejoined the band shortly after the album's release in May of 2004, and the rest is history. The legendary guitarist of the Smiths and fellow Modest Mouse bandmate Johnny Marr posted on his Instagram, quote, The great Jeremiah Green, my friend, bandmate, and the most creative musician I ever met. The band had been on tour in 2022, and frontman Isaac Brock and Johnny Marr announced that they were writing new songs together, and they have a reportedly new EP that has nine songs that's in the mixing phase right now. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, News broke last night that the band's management has confirmed that they will play in Quincy, Massachusetts in the In Between Days Festival in August of this year. Festival organizers say, quote, Out of respect for the bands, any other messages or statements regarding personnel or specifics will come out from the band itself at a later date. In Between Days has made a donation to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in memory of Jeremiah Green. End quote. Rest in peace to a great drummer, and I look forward to hearing new music from Modest Mouse in this new year. Our adoring fans have spoke, and Badger listens. You guys want more music recommendations. The new year so far has seen some decent new releases, including some that just popped up on streaming services this weekend. American rapper Murs released an EP titled Guide to the World's Greatest Cities. I had been sleeping on Murs for a while, even though he has been active since 1992, and he's been releasing some really solid material over the last couple years that I've been really liking. So this new EP, as the title suggests, is geographically influenced with songs called NYC or Gold Apple, Oakland Love, Tokyo, T-O-K-Y-O, and the highlight for me is Ethiopia. Let's hear a little bit of that. Holly Selassie, the king of kings, one of the most beautiful countries that i ever seen. Where the Ark of the Covenant resides Where the Muslims and the Christians coincide And I can lie Ethiopia gold green In this song, Merz pays homage to the African country which brought us coffee and Hali Selesse. Merz is known for his activism, including his veganism, which he casually drops through the release. And he also playfully calls out Anna, Elsa, Olaf, and says blatantly, fuck Santa and his helpers. Ballsy move, Merz, with only 11 months until Christmas comes around. But overall, I give this EP an 8 out of 12 bars because it's a fun listen. For my next music recommendation, we are moving away from hip-hop and towards the world of folk-inspired pop rock with a new album by the band The Wind and the Wave. This band is a collaboration of singer-songwriter Patti Lynn and songwriter-producer Dwight Baker, who has produced music for Brandi Carlile, among others, and has written songs for Kelly Clarkson. The new full-length release is titled Racing Hearts and was released on Island Records. I enjoyed this album, especially the way the band played around with multiple melodic and harmonic parts weaving together in interesting ways. This can be heard on the track Keep Your Head Down. Let's hear a little bit of that. I said 
I do like this release, but I feel like this album is familiar in an almost derivative way. Not like anything is original really anymore, but parts of this album feel like covers for me. An example of what I mean is the title track, Racing Hearts. Hey bartender, are you ready to surrender? Are you giving me your gutted heart? You don't have nothing but the cash on your dresser and a beat of classical guitar. Only heaven knows where you're gonna go, cause you fly by the seat of your pants. For this reason, I would give the album 7 out of 12 bars, but I would still recommend listening to it. And some of my favorite tracks are Enemy and Feet in the Grass. The last new release I'm going to talk about today is also my favorite, Lies They Tell Our Children by Anti-Flag. The start of this album hits you in the face with nostalgia for the early 2000s political pop-punk scene in the, the Fuck Bush years with song titles like Sold Everything, Modern Meta Medicine, and Imperialism, which are all capitalized. They're screaming at us here. And as the album continues, the songs start to drift into almost screamo emo territory harkening back to the days of uh the more pop punk focused acts of the late 2000s emo scene i'm talking like senses fail aiden dare i say bayside dare i say dare dare this is probably because of the staggering list of featured artists that this album boasts, including some of the biggest acts of the 2000s. Tim McGrath from Rise Against and guitarist Brian Baker from Bad Religion come together with Justin Sane and the boys for the fight of our lives. Other features on this album include the singers from Killswitch Engage, Silverstein, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, the German singer Campino, and American singer Trey Burt, among others. So I would highly recommend this album to pop punk fans out there it's on the top of my list for albums of this you know eight day long year that we have so far while announcing this album back in the fall of last year the band said quote look this is our 13th album there's no other way to put it lies they tell our children is the best fucking version of anti-flag we've ever been we haven't been afforded the privilege and ability to spend every day together writing and focusing on every detail of an album in well over a decade and i think you can feel that collaboration and collectiveness in these songs more than any other record of ours e e <clears throat> My favorite song on this album has to be Victory or Death, We Gave Him Hell. Let's hear some of that. When the world starts burning, ring the bell, ring the bell. We can say we were there when it fell. Hear the voice of a choir, fare well, fare well. We gave him hell, gave him hell, gave him hell. one of those celtic infused punk songs that are great live you know you scream along while dodging 11 dollar bud lights as fellow old fat people try to mosh like we're 15 dude other highlights of this album are work and struggle and never ever which i'm pretty sure they have to pay royalties to taylor swift now overall i highly recommend this album and i would give it 10 bars out of 12. So from time to time, we get telepathic messages from our listeners asking us for questions, sending money to Badger, or saying how handsome they think Badger must be in real life. 
that kind of thing. And I figured since Jeff invented the machine to convert telepathy to voice messages, I would answer a couple live on air for you guys today. So, Jeff, can you cue that up for me? Uh, no, Jeff. Jeff, you got to clean it up. I can't understand anything. Can you do it again? Uh not better at all, dude. Can you do it right? What's with your guys' name? Good question, Ranzo. Our name is a pun based off the 12-bar blues. What's that? Shut up, Rando. The 12-bar blues is a musical structure called a chord progression, and it's used in all kinds of music, but especially the blues. It consists of three chords played in a specific pattern over 12 bars or measures. Measures are how music is broken up into smaller parts, and in the blues, there are usually four beats per measure. So you would count, let's say, two bars as one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Kind of get it? The chords chosen for 12-bar blues are always the first, fourth, and fifth chords of the chosen key. Like the key to my dad's car that I stole that one time and flushed on the toilet because it said I couldn't play Zelda past 3 a.m. on a school night? Uh, you sound like you belong in the special music class. Thanks! No, so a key in music is a set of notes that play nicely together. So they're based on musical scales. Let's say you want to play in the key of A. You can take the A scale, which sounds like this. In this case, it's the A major scale. So it's A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, A. And so then you can build chords on top of those, but let's skip that process for now. So just trust me. My dad says to always trust and take candy from strangers. Good advice, Ranzo. Well, the first chord of the A scale would be the A, the fourth would be the D, and the fifth would be E. If it was the key of F, you would take the F major scale, so F, G, A, B flat, C, D, E, F, and build chords on top of that. And then you would have your first would be the F chord, the fourth would be the B flat chord, and the fifth would be the C chord. Get it? Good. Now that that is perfectly understood, let's build a 12-bar blues chord progression in the key of F. Do we have to? Yes. Jeff, get on the drums and play it right this time or I'm telling mom. The pattern used is as follows. Four bars of the first chord, two bars of the fourth chord, two bars of the first again, then one bar of the fifth, one of the fourth, and two of the first. Then it just repeats over again. Then you can jam over the top of it and you have yourself one music. Other questions? Why doesn't Jeff get a microphone? I don't even think he's real, Satan. Next.
What's the square root of the hypotenuse? Wrong podcast. No other questions? Good. Well, if you want any more music nerd advice, please follow and reach out on Facebook or Instagram and make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio. Run the credits, Jeff. Well, that's all for now, folks. Thank you for listening to 12 Bar News. This show was brought to you by Ordeal Studios in Trenton, New Jersey. Audio engineering and sound design by Jeffrey Damon. Our music was created by From Space and Michael Stanley is our resident Iowan. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio so that you get a new episode each time we release it. More information can be found at 12barnews.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye.